Welcome to Made in Science, the official podcast of the University of Stuttgart. Today, we will be looking at innovation at the university level and also beyond. Innovation is about creating something new. The term itself derived from the Latin verb innovare, which means to renew. Innovation refers to creation, improvement or replacement of a process or product or even service for that matter. This year, the University of Stuttgart has founded a transfer center and today I want to talk with its director, Dr. Robina Zernbreuer. She studied modern and contemporary history, technology history, as well as sociology at the University of Karlsruhe. In 2014, she completed her PhD in stereotype research at the University of Würzburg. Next, she worked at the Karlsruhe Institute of Technology and at the University of Heidelberg as a research associate and coordinator. From 2015 to 2017, she was research associate at the Fraunhofer Institute for Systems and Innovation Research, ISI, in Karlsruhe, where she worked on innovation research and strategic foresight. Between 2018 and 2022, she worked as scientific project coordinator at the German University of Administrative Sciences in Speyer. And in 2023, Dr. Zernbreuer became head of the newly established Transfer Center at the University of Stuttgart. A very warm welcome to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We heard that you've worked on stereotypes. And actually, there may be quite a few of stereotypes in your field of work too, such as assumptions about entrepreneurship, transfer, innovation, all these buzzwords, as I would call them. I want to start with the letter. What is your take on innovation? How do you define it? Ah, that's a good question for the start. <laughs> so, um, um, Schumpeter would say innovation is to destroy something old, to create something new. So, um, um, a kind of creative destruction. Um, if you define it the usual way, you would say it's an idea or an invention that prevails uh, on the market. Um, but I would say it's it's also more because innovation is also um, to solve something, to find a solution for something. And you could take this solution to create something or to tackle um, to tackle a challenge, for example. That challenge refers to society, I guess, and also to industry, uh, but also to administration, a field that you have also worked with and in. How do you combine science, society, the various players in industry and administration? Or in your field, do you address them separately? Yes, um, yes and no. <laughs> um, so my approach is um, to um, create a kind of network and make them to collaborate. Um, the idea is um, if we all work together in a kind of network, no matter if it's public administration, industry or science, um, we can establish um, more sustainable solutions than if we did it alone. So 
What I do is I approach them alone and I try to create trust. Maybe we'll get to that later. Um, but I also try to bring them together, um, put them together at the table and um, try to find yeah, solutions for society or other fields. A moment ago, you mentioned the aspect of collaboration. Do you think the various players involved have understood the importance of collaboration in our times? Ah, um, depending on what kind of level you, you look at, I would say um, not entirely. <laughs> I think um, there's more, um, there are more forces, there are more um, strengths needed um, to, to build up a, a network and to build up an understanding of what it means um, to, to work together. And um, actually, there are different studies, there are many studies that show that it's really um, a good thing for innovation to work together very closely um, and to tackle together problems. But it's not always that easy to convince people and to convince um, to convince different kinds of organizations. But um, I think it's getting better, and I think um, organizations understand more um, why it's um, preferable or why they do benefit if they work together. Let's take an example in in practical terms. How is the university disposed toward innovation? Is the university still an ivory tower, as it is sometimes called or was called in the past? Should it be called an ivory tower at all? How is this aspect of collaboration perceived and realized in reality? Um, I would disagree. I don't think we're an ivory tower anymore. Uh, we're on a good way. Um, well, first of all, there's to say that the university um, has really made some efforts, not only during the last years, but um, I think during the last decade or even more, um, to, to establish kind of transfer. And now you can also see that in our transfer strategy that is um, uh, entrepreneurship-based. Um, so this is a very important part of innovation and transfer. Um, I think... Um, The university um, has also built up great networks, but they are not that visible right now because um, institutes have, have great connections, for example, to, to industry and other actors in our environment. Um, but it's our task or it will be our task to make this kind of network visible and to make them um, work together more closely. But it's not that we start from zero or from scratch. Um, I think there has been done uh, lots of work and we're now building on that. If that is the picture within, let's also look beyond. Since university, society, economy and administration also have close ties. In which one of these four do you see a forerunner, if at all, Uh, which one is reaching out uh, to the others best? Which sector uh, has understood uh, the urge for collaboration, uh, also for transfer of uh, knowledge um, that, that you have already the best experience with? Yeah, that's uh, not easy to, um, to decide, but um, maybe surprisingly, I would say that administration, public administration is um, not, um, it may, maybe it's underrated, let's put it like that. Um, 
they are really a few players on the field um, that really try to bring on innovation. I know we always think of public administration as um, incapable of, you know, um, understanding or um, putting innovation, uh, digitalization into practice. But the truth is, if we look at different levels, um, public innovation is also a partner for funding, you know, um, so we're quite dependent on that as well. And um, they are also really putting some strength into into um, bringing, uh, bringing forward innovation in their kind of level. I know quite a few administrations also um, at country level um, that really are willing to to go on but it's it's uh, as it is a hierarchical system it's not that easy um i think most um mostly at the local level you can see the efforts um, because this is quite close to the people and to society um but i would say um yeah um in a network public administration is needed as an innovator you have worked you have studied at many different institutions and universities. From those, what would you say, what would you bring, what do you bring to the University of Stuttgart? In other words, lessons learned uh, that you can apply and uh, certainly some that you will not apply here. <laughs> um, so what I have learned, um, I think, is how to collaborate in a network, what we just um, talked about. Um, Co-creation and collaboration are important parts of my work. And um, I've learned that it's really the best solutions come if you put different actors um, at a table. And um, I also learned that um, you have to establish trust. You have to give, give trust to other actors before you can start a good collaboration. So that is also one of my tasks, I think, here to build up a network of trust um, which is necessary um, before you can do anything else. This is my, uh, that is my opinion on that. Um, and um, I think I also bring along in context and understanding um, of um, how um, ecosystems, innovation ecosystems work um, generally and that, are, that they are quite sensitive to some developments or um yeah i would for example i would never mention to someone in public administration again the um the word um we're innovation so we're building up here an kind of innovation in your part of it that's what i did in the beginning when i built up this innovation lab at the university of speyer and i could see the guy i talked to he was from Bundeskanzleramt, um, really Really getting red and saying, "Oh no, you can't say that here. That's uh, um, we're we don't want innovation. We have seen all kinds of um, all kinds of approaches during the last 25 years." And um, uh, so, I would I would try to explain more to communicate um, uh, well um, to to make them understand what it's all about that I, that we're trying to establish. Right. So, innovation is maybe a buzzword um, that is. Sometimes, that is sometimes maybe too much. <laughs> If we take the education of our students uh, in 2023 and upcoming, mm -hmm. perhaps we need to reform some of the uh, teaching patterns and contents. 
perhaps also because the students today are very different from, say, even 10 years ago. Recently, Professor Russell and I went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor and visited the Department of Robotics. On the first day of the semester, we met first-year students, each carrying a box with a drone in it. The task being to improve the drone. They were given that particular box on the first day, and here you go, and you improve it, you change it, you modify, you work in teams that you choose, or you work individually, doesn't matter, but bring it forward. The students were trusted. You have mentioned the word just recently. The idea was to signal that studying doesn't mean doing everything from scratch again, but work with what is available already. And my understanding there was that also the education content very much is being changed and adjusted to, on that level. So we need to meet students where they are now and then develop from there on. Is this something that fits into your work as well? Yeah, that's a great example that you mentioned. I think um, with actions like that, you can ignite curiosity. And um, yeah, um, it's something that is also very important for our transfer center because we also have the career service under our roof. So, of course, we are trying to uh, accompany the students during their lifetime at the university. Um, and um, I know some, some good examples how it already works. Um, for example, well, this, is, uh, this is not what I have done, but a very great colleague of mine, Alexander Brehm, who uh, leads the ENI, the Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation Research, And the INI has established a program called AWAKE, um, and it's open for all students. Um, the, they um, are creating um, kind of yeah idea for a startup. It's called from startup uh, from idea to startup, and they are um, they are coached by different kinds of experts. Um, and yeah, at the end, they are doing a pitch in front of a. Uh, audience and there's also an expert jury who will decide uh, who's best and who wins a kind of prize and I was really really um, uh, happy when I saw this at the first time um, and I thought this is really a nice approach um, for our university because maybe this I forgot to mention um, it's not about the students um, from one discipline it will students from 20 disciplines there And they, uh, you know, had to had to really uh, collaborate and get to know each other, understand how the other one thinks, um, so build up the trust and the kind of relation, and together, eventually to create a startup. And sometimes it really worked, and they really continued, and we saw them again, um, or our coaches at the transfer center saw them again when they uh, yeah, had uh, some kind of uh, meeting for business modeling or so on. That's the one end of the education. How do you bring the enterprises now to the university or into this picture uh, and also into the collaboration? Yeah, this um, is uh, something we're trying to establish in our field um, of business relations. 
So business relations um, is supposed to be the entry point for um, um, collaborators or from uh, for um, actors from uh, the outside, and we want to bring them together, so companies, but also other players. Um, together with um, scientists from our university and trying to establish scientific uh, collaborations, corporations. Um, for this, we have to establish a network in, at the inside, but also on the outside. And um, yeah, we have to create, of course, visibility. Um, we're trying to establish events. And um, yeah, this is not easy because there are, as I mentioned, established corporations already between institutions or institutes at the University of Stuttgart and companies. And now we're trying to centralize more, which doesn't mean that everyone has to cooperate uh, via the transfer center. But um, yeah, we're trying to build up a kind of network that is good for everyone. By profession, you are a historian. Yes. And you also wrote your doctoral thesis in the field of contemporary history. How does that background go together with your current field of work? I think it goes together quite well because I think that the skills that you learn when you study something like history um, is, um, uh, is in general analysis, interpretation, um, and um, knowing something about the context. So I would, I would even um, say at the level of the, hum at the humanities, of the humanities, um, you learn to understand something about you and um, how you resonate with other ones. And you learn something um, about the pathways they, that have led to uh, the point where we are right now. And this is very useful if you take a look um, at the context within, be it innovation systems or other, um, and also um, think about what could be, you know, the influenced, um, fact influencing factors for the future. So I think this is uh, something that actually prepares you quite well. <laughs> and perhaps even one step further back, What was the defining moment for you when you realized that you want to work in a field which focuses on innovation, or I shouldn't say innovation anymore, should I say transfer? Innovation is fine, I think. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's slightly different, but both, both terms uh, are true for my work. So. Um, Well, um, I think the decisive moment was uh, at Fraunhofer, actually. So at Fraunhofer, I was lucky to work uh, with methods like foresight, which I um, hadn't known before, and also to get to know um, a project that, were, that I was uh, eventually part of, um, and this dealt with real-world labs. And, um, yeah, the part of it is always kind of uh, to reach um, kind of sustainability um, between different actors. So in this case, society and science. And I find it quite amazing how uh, something from a bottom-up approach can work that well. So the idea is to bring together different actors at a local level and find uh, solutions to, to work together over a certain period of time and um, also to um, make the people, you know, um, 
bring on their, their own ideas. Uh, this is, um, so the knowledge transfer is, is recursive, right? And this was something I found very convincing and I started to um, learn more and read more about it. And um, yeah, so that was for me the moment when I thought, wow, I would like to work more in this kind of field. And you may even have a very specific example. Uh, in addition, in 2022, you spent three months at the Thomas Mann House in Los Angeles. Now, the Thomas Mann House is a place for transatlantic debate, where outstanding personalities and thought leaders exchange ideas with each other and with the host country, the United States, on a very fundamental political, social, cultural topic and issues of the present and the future. How was this fostered when you got into the Thomas Mann House? What could you do there with your background and the way of thinking that you have just outlined? Um, so it was actually quite amazing time there. And um, I think my background helped because I... Um, I um, learned how to analyze these kind of cooperational networks, collaborational networks, and how innovation can be established at um, public administrations, but also how the work with society work, um, functions. So um, together with my good friend and former colleague, Svenja Tremba, um, we, trying, we were trying to analyze the trust networks, uh, in this case in Los Angeles, because, of course, uh, Thomas Manos is situated there. Um, and we, uh, we, con uh, we conducted uh, many interviews with people um, who were active in uh, civil society, but also in public administration and third parties, um, third party funding organizations. And, yeah, it was quite amazing to talk to them. Also, very insightful um, if you compare the two states of course they're very different the um, the states um, how are they political organized are very different but there's something we really can can learn from each other I think so um, it was was a really great time for me is there any way that you can bring this idea this energy that I just heard basically in your uh, response also to projects here outside of the university? Yes, I think so. Because the bottom line of our, um, of what we learned was that if you want to build up trust networks, um, it's, um, it should be, it should be you who steps in first. You can't just wait and, um, and see if the other one moves, you should step in first. Um, in our project in Los Angeles, it was on a higher level. So we found out um, at the at the state level that at the state level um, the trust is uh, is decreasing a lot. Um, this is not surprising, but um, it was worse than we thought. Uh, and so our hope was that the local level. Um, could um, could step in for this and could establish um, different kinds of collaborations that really work, and they did. 
it was really amazing to see what the local level could establish uh, in Los Angeles and the different neighborhoods um, and how closely people work together in their communities. And I think um, if you put this into practice in our Stuttgart innovation ecosystem, um, I think a good idea would be to build up communities of practice, for example, that you combine different actors that are interested in the same topic and bring them together from time to time and establish a kind of a working mode with them. So this is just one idea I think that can be transferred. <laughs> If we take it uh, on a larger scale, the university has a lot of international partners, partner institutions, partner universities. Um, how can they actually collaborate uh, uh, even more if sufficiently, even more um, goal-oriented as they do already in this network uh, system that you described? Uh, so you mean how we could establish um, international networks? Um, even better than even, we, even, even, better. even better and uh, mm -hmm. that they are perhaps even more stable sometimes mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes uh, an act, uh, a player in the, in the network uh, leaves a university and then uh, that takes a while to, uh, to come back, if at all, uh, yeah. to, to the works. Mm -hmm. Any mm -hmm. recommendation on that? Well, I think, um, honestly, we should start uh, and, and uh, try to think about how we can be as a university attractive in general. So, um, of course, also foreign international uh, guests and collaborations, this is very important as well. But um, my worry is that we're not fast enough um, to, um, to act on this and to be still be an attractive university because you mentioned the students that are different now than they were 10 years ago and I would agree and I would say yes they are in a different mode right now because these are the students from Fridays for Future um, are the, um, the, the pupils that now become students and if you want to Uh, make them good offers, um, we should ask ourselves uh, what kind of profile we want to show outside. And um, we all know that there is a transformation going on and um, this is quite visible here in Stuttgart with the automotive sector, for example. Um, and I would say this is also an opportunity for us um, to show what we can do and there are good examples. But I think we should... Yeah, we should really um, thrive more for uh, this kind of profile that shows the students from today or the interested interested people from today um, what we want to, that we have understood what kind of challenges there are um, and how we can tackle them. At least we can try. Um, and this also goes for the international context, I think. If we want to be uh, competitive in an international context, I think it would be in a, a good idea if we also show this kind of profile. Because if you look at international universities, you mentioned the states, um, they they've understood, they really changed uh, or they adapted, let's say, their profile in that in that way, and they were very aware of um, how they can integrate these kind of topics in their disciplines. So this is something um, 
I don't say it's lagging at all, um, but we should also adapt this to our profile, if I may say this. <laughs> How close is that topic to your um, schedule of work uh, or in the next years? After all, the transfer center uh, has just been established. Uh, but is that one of the columns that uh, uh, this uh, stands on, relies on as well? I would say it's something that you can't escape um, and that you should care for if you build up an organization like the Transfer Center. Um, it's visible, for example, in the uh, field of startups. Uh, we see more and more people caring for an impact. Um, it's not about making a big money anymore. It's more about how can we create an impact if we fund that startup. And um, interestingly, it's, um, it's more and more women who want to join if we advertise um, our events with come and make an impact. So uh, I think this is also a great opportunity to combine things and to, um, for example, get more um, women into that startup scene that is quite homogeneous right now. Um, so yeah, there are lots of uh, lots of topics. I think we we have to integrate in that kind of work. Coming to the end of our conversation, we have uh, uh, a very special um, section called Moment Seven. Uh, we have collected seven questions that we would like to ask you and please answer as shortly as possible. Okay, I try my best. Moment one. Spätzle or Maultaschen? Spätzle. <laughs> Moment two. One thing you could change about the world. There are so many things, but okay, if I could change one thing, I would... Um, I would strive for gender equality. Moment three. Do you have a media recommendation for us? A book, a movie that you have seen, a music uh, that you enjoyed? Yeah, what I read recently is Annie Anno, uh, a woman. Um, And it's a quite personal thing. I enjoyed reading it. Annie Anno is a quite, uh, quite great um, writer. And I can recommend actually all her books. Moment four. The best advice that you have ever received was? Um, yeah, that was my mentor for my doctoral thesis. And he said, or you, you have to decide um, whether your work is perfect or it's done. <laughs> And this is a great advice, I think. <laughs> Moment five. Your favorite place on campus at the University of Stuttgart is? The Pfaffenwald. Moment six. If I could start all over again, I would do the following differently. Nothing. I think everything has a reason why it happened that way, and I'm quite happy where I am right now. And moment seven. Please complete the sentence. For me, the best place at the University of Stuttgart is... The Transfer Center, because 
there's still room for uh, improvement, but uh, you can feel the energy right now and we're kind of startup. Uh, I'm quite lucky to work there. Thank you. We have also felt the energy. Thank you for having met us today and wishing you and your colleagues all the best for your future work concerning transfer in many directions, as we've just heard. Thank you so much for having me. It was really uh, fun talking to you, and I really enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. And to our audience, please stay tuned for our upcoming conversations that are always based on what is made in science. My name is Wolfgang Holtkamp. Have a great podcasting day. Goodbye and good talking. Thank you.